What up, y'all? This is April. And this is James. And we are the Lasters. Welcome to the KTC. Let's get started. Boom. What are we talking about today? Just call me daddy. Who, you? No, fool. Okay. Today, we are going to talk about stepdad, dot, 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 James. Okay. So, do you like the title, stepdad? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, a dad is a dad. I don't really look at it being a stepdad or whether it's your real father or whether it's, you know, they say bonus father. I don't I don't really have a feeling towards that. I, I think I'm just a dad. Okay. So um so obviously you didn't have like a particular name that you wanted to be called. You didn't want to be called like dad or, or Mr. James or Well, so growing up, my father always taught us to have respect. Well, my parents taught us to have respect for um our elders. So I never called an adult by their first name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was really a new world for me. Um, I thought that it would be better for her to call me something like uh, Mr. At least put a Mr. Put some respect on my name. You know what I'm saying? Why you roll your eyes? Mm-mm. I'm just saying. Like, would you let a, a kid call you April if she was under the age or he or she was under the age of 12? Um. Uh- as I got older, no, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It was a little different. You brought up in the South, like I don't, up North, it was, it was a little different. My mom and dad didn't say, okay, call him Mr. Or they didn't particularly say that, but when they introduced us to a particular person, they would say, this is our children. And they would say to us, this is Mr. Steve or Miss Angie. But at that, okay, so keeping that in mind, if they introduce that person as a Mr. or Mrs., isn't the expectancy after that to call them Mr. or Mrs.? Absolutely. So if someone introduced me to their child as Mr. or Mrs., I would expect them to call me that from here on out. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's manners. That's the way I was brought up. So to hear a kid say it irritates me for a kid under the age of 15 or 16 to call me James by my first name. Okay, Mr. You can James. Call are you finished? Mm-hmm. Are you finished? Did you are you happy you got that out your system? I am actually. Anyway, so how we actually got to the point of her calling me something other than my first name because you introduced her. Uh, you introduced me to her as James. Mm-hmm. This is James. So even after we got married, she was still calling me James. So I let that rock for a little bit. I mean, I wasn't overly pressed to fix that, but that was one of my things that I needed to fix because I didn't want my children to just calling me James. Let's say we have more children mm-hmm. and she's calling me James. What do you think the kids are going to call me? Oh, they're going to call you James. And you think that would be respectful? No, no, no absolutely not. H-O. But I, I understand what you're saying because it's kind of like that first child situation. 
my sister, when she started calling my dad, he, she wouldn't say dad. She say John, because mm. that's what my mom called him. Mm. So my mom had to start calling my dad, dad. Mm -hmm. And now 40 some odd years later, she still calls him dad mm -hmm. because that's just what she did to make sure that we would call him dad. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so obviously she calls me dad today, but how we got to that point was we had actually started developing a really good relationship and it was probably four to six months in before she actually called me dad. But you and I had had a conversation that we noticed that she actually wanted to call me that, mm -hmm. but it was, she didn't know whether it was okay. Um, from, she didn't know how I would react if she called me that, I think number one. And then number two, she didn't want to offend her, you know, her biological dad. Mm. And so I think my thing was, I had got to the point where I couldn't take the James thing anymore. Like from a kid that was under <laughs> 15 years old, I couldn't take it. Um, so I, I had actually gave her an ultimatum and it was a good one. I just said, Hey, listen, I can't allow you to call me James anymore because that's not how I was raised. And I don't think that's right. And I wouldn't tell you to call another adult by their first name. Even if that, I, even if that adult had told me as a child to call me by, first name mm -hmm. i don't think i would have did it mm. and the reason i wouldn't have did it is because my parents don't they don't allow that they didn't like that um so i said to her i'll give you i'll give you a choice you can either call me mr james mr laster or you can call me dad and it was like a no-brainer for her it was like mm, i'll call you dad and then from then on she didn't shut up. It was daddy this, <laughs> daddy that, daddy this, daddy, can you take me here? Can we go here? Oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. So, I mean, it was just, I think every kid, uh, someone who is genuine to them, n nurturing, caring, they see that it's okay to be themselves, they naturally just gravitate to you. It's not something like they want to call you dad, want to call you something. Right. Okay, yeah. so I want to take that back a little bit because you said you felt like she didn't want to disrespect her biological father when she was trying to figure out what to call you. Mm -hmm. So with that relationship in itself, what was that like? You being the man in our life and like you're, you're my husband and her dad, what was that interaction like? as little or as much like explain that um well the first in interaction was um it could have went very negative um <laughs> i remember that Alyssa would go up and you know spend time with him this was actually the very first time that when while we're married she was going up to spend time with him and he said that he was going to purchase her ticket uh, to go up from Florida to New York. And I think it was like the day before and he hadn't purchased a ticket and he called and was like, he's not going to be able to do it. And, you know, you guys were going back and forth with each other and, you know, you were getting frustrated. And I just finally was like, look, man, let me get the phone. Let me talk to him. 
And I had to give it to him straight because at the time we didn't have the money for that. If we had a little bit more preparation, of course I would help. But for you to just come out of the blue and be like, uh, I don't have the money. Um, and you promised that you was going to get her up there. Now it's kind of like, well, she's looking at, she, she doesn't know whose fault it really is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, she's like, well, I'm let down again. Mommy and daddy could have, you know, paid for me. I don't know what he's telling her in any event. I had a man to man conversation with him that I just said, listen, if I could, I would do it, but I can't do it right now on short notice. Um, and I also told him that it was, I, I feel that their relationship, even though we're married, you and I are married, mm -hmm. I feel that their relationship is important. They need to have a good foundation, have good communication. They need to spend time together because at the end of the day, if she doesn't get that from you, her biological father, chances are that she could go out looking for that from somebody else. True. Um, that doesn't deserve it, you know? Um, and it, I was still relatively new to the situation. Our relationship was relatively new, so I didn't know how it would develop. I mean, obviously it's developed into a really successful relationship, you know, today. Uh, what developed into the... <laughs> uh, she, she and I. Oh, okay. She and Good I, clarification is key. Yeah, so... Um, but he said he understood. It, it seemed as if we saw eye to eye. Um, and he did purchase the ticket for her to go up there that time. Actually, he didn't. I thought he did. No. Okay. Don't you remember my parents? They're the ones who bought the ticket so that she can go. So that, but I didn't know that that had happened. I thought I thought they had. I know they had previously done stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'm here now. That's gonna stop. You know <laughs> that was the last time. That that yeah, that was the last time. But it was because of the conversation that you had with him. And he said that he was going to try, but when he came back, he said that he, he just couldn't do it. Mm. And because she was already set on going, my mom and my dad were like, all right, we'll, we'll just pay for the ticket. Mm. I don't know that I knew that, or maybe I actively forgot that. <laughs> you probably actively forgot. <laughs> I mean, um, so that was the first time. The second time I actually had a face-to-face -face interaction with him uh, was the first time we met face-to-face -face was when we went to Shantae's wedding. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, that was that was tough for me. I didn't know how that was going to be at first. I mean, I kind of, I didn't have nightmares about it, but I did have concerns. Only because I didn't know how she would take to the situation it's like okay we built this built this really good relationship and then is she just gonna run to her dad when she sees him and everything's for, forgiven mm -hmm. and um that's actually exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> so so my my worst fears came true and i just had to grin and bear it and i was okay with it and you know going through it it did hurt it, it stung but I knew at the end of the day when, you know, everything's gone to bed, like I still got to go and do my job. I still got to be that when we go back home, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I, when I saw him, you know, I, I shook his hand 
Um, and I, I don't know whether that, I don't know what that did to him. Honestly, I don't know whether it was like he was, I'm sure he had his own feelings mm-hmm. about the situation, but I was nothing but cordial and I truly genuinely meant it. Okay. Do you think that, um, the way that he is with her now is because of what he saw, like how he saw you took you guys' relationship. Do you think he he pulled back because of that, or that's that has nothing to do with her situation with him right now? Mm. I wouldn't say that. The, I, maybe a part of part of him pulled back because of that, because it's like, well. When you have a responsibility and then somebody else is taking care of it, you have two options. You either, you can either jump in and co-parent or you can be like, yeah, somebody else got this. Mm. You know, and it's it's really a, a testament to your maturity. That is true. Okay. So with the, you guys developing a great relationship, did you find it difficult to discipline her? <laughs> Um, I mean, I got a couple of stories. I remember the first time you, you actually put a belt to her. That made me laugh. I mean, I was upstairs and I heard her go, (laughs) you was like, lay across the bed, lay across the bed. I was like, what the freak? (laughs) And then she laid across the bed and she was like, Bobby, don't hit me hard. I think I flew downstairs. And I was like, yo, what the freak is going on down here, dog? (laughs) Okay, sidebar. I don't really, I never really hit her. (laughs) But I forgot exactly what it was that she did. But that warranted like a couple of belt, like on the, on the hiney. And because we, I never really done that. Like I said, I wasn't a, that wasn't my type of discipline. My parents did that with us and. There were a lot of things, you know, as a kid, you're like, when I get older, I'm not going to do that with my kids. And that was one of the things that I said that I wasn't going to do. Um, and I'm trying to recollect what actually happened. I think that was the time we oh, came home. Yeah. Okay. We came home and there was, uh, we told her she would get home a little bit before we did. And we told her she could not have anyone in the house. She's like, okay. So we come home and I guess you could say my mommy tingle. She was just like, hey, how you doing, my dad? She was just like real jovial. And I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm good. So James, you didn't think anything of it. You go upstairs, start taking off your work clothes to get relaxed. And I'm like, nah, this is my kid. Something ain't right. Yeah, it's definitely your kid. <laughs> no something is up. <laughs> so... I kind of lingered on downstairs and cause her room was downstairs. I was just upstairs and I went in her room. So I was like, so what are you doing? And just, just kind of like snooping around. I'm looking in her closet, pulling back curtains and I go in the bathroom and she has this little girl in the bath. Freaking stowaway. She was standing there waiting for us to go upstairs so that she could sneak her out of the house. <laughs> so now it wasn't the fact that it was one of her friends, somebody she walked home with. But what bothered me was that we told her you couldn't have anybody in the house. Um, and she knew it was wrong because if she thought that it was okay, 
she would have just kind of been like, oh, hey, ma, such and such is here. And then we would have dealt with it another, like, like after the friend left. But I was so angry. I don't know if something happened during the day with me or whatever, but I was extremely angry. That's just your nature. What do you mean? Ain't nothing got you, you wake up and be extremely angry. That is not true. Anyway. So, other than that story about the whole me trying to give her a spanking. Oh, I got another discipline story. Oh, Lord. This, this one was actually mine. I remember when she said to me, um, I'm not really afraid of mom because I know what she what she can do. I know her limitations. She said that I'm more afraid of you because I've never really seen you get angry. So I don't I don't know your I don't know your buttons. I don't know your limitations. I don't know what you could do to me. And I just I just looked at her and I said, hmm, good. Right. So when I came home and there and I found the the thing in the trash can. <laughs> so I'll explain what the thing is in a second, but so we we had went to the mall that day to pick up my glasses. Do you remember that? No, but continue. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you I'm I'm gonna walk you through like I'm gonna walk everybody else. Okay. <laughs> So, I just ordered some glasses from Sears. Remember, we went and, and got an eye exam done. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa had asked, could she go with her friend to the mall? Okay. And so, we was like, all right, no problem. You can go with your friend to the mall. So, we're coming home from work. And I'm like, well, let's stop by and see if my glasses are ready. You said, cool. So, we get to the mall. And remember, we saw the little girl in the truck with her dad. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And so we was like, well, where's Alyssa? And the girl said, well, she's in here somewhere, right? So we're walking. We're walking through. And we see her coming out of Spencer's. But we see her coming out of Spencer's with a boy. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Okay. So the little boy, like, he tried to, like, puff his chest up and everything. I think he was, like, 15 years old. And he was like, I was like, how you doing, young man? He puffed his chest up, shaking my hand. And I was like, boy, you going to stop before I put a pin in your chest and deflate you? Mm-mm. Okay. So I remember looking at Alyssa and I was like, the look I gave her was like, you said you was going to the mall with your homegirl. But here I, here we are. I see you coming out of Spencer's with a boy. And so basically we was like, you know, go ahead and finish up. Whatever you doing, finish up because you coming with us. Okay. So she gets in the car and we get home. And my instincts go off like, I need to see what was going on here. I feel like it's more than just the mall uh, incident. So I started looking through the trash can and I didn't have to dig deep. And I found a condom in the trash can. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I go to her and I remember... You know, I don't I don't say curse words or anything like that. But this particular time, <laughs> my brother was a little bit mad. So I grabbed her and I picked her up and put her up against the wall. And I was like, what the hell are you doing in my house? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, daddy, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I'm so sorry. And I was like, why is there a condom in my trash can? And we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. All right, so... 
<laughs> so you know, but I, to be completely honest with you, I wasn't even really that mad. I just wanted her to feel like I was mad though, <laughs> <laughs> so she wouldn't do it again. You know. And she told me the story. She told me, you know, nothing happened or whatever. She said she, you know, they got close, which we all been there when we was kids. We we got close mm-hmm. and didn't do anything. Some of us went further than others. I'm talking about myself here, but seriously. Um, so, and then there was the other incident. You know, the Letty Toretto incident. Oh, gosh. So... <sighs> One night, I think it was like 1130 at night, and we was hungry. <laughs> we didn't feel like going to McDonald's, but we was all hungry. McDonald's was probably about 0.5 miles away. And I was like, you know what, Alyssa? You're going to drive. So we had the uh, we had mom's car that that um, that was like our, our alternate car. Mm-hmm. And so... We go get mom's car, and I'm like, we hadn't we hadn't drove it in a while because we was I think we was taking a train at we that were. time in mm-hmm. DC, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I get in the car, and I'm like, why is there like no gas in here? I know I had it on full, but I, we probably hadn't driven a car in like a month, but I was like, mm, whatever, I don't know. So she's I you know she's driving, and I'm like, dang, she's driving like real good, man, like. <laughs> I mean, she like a pro. I remember last time we had her behind the wheel, she was about to crash. So we pull up to the uh, we pull up to the drive-through, and she recognizes a friend in there, and you know she just kind of like like, hey, what's up? And then we drive back, you know, we drive off and go back to the house, no problems. I mean, perfect braking, pulled into the put it to the to the parking lot, perfect. <laughs> I mean, I was ready for her to back up in reverse, you know, turning the music down. And, Mm. yo, I was, I was like, I remember I came in the house and I was so like stoked. I was like, babe, you should see your daughter, man. Your daughter was out there driving, man. So proud of her, man. I was grinning from ear to ear. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we didn't really think nothing of it until that one day that we came home. And we got a ticket in the mail from Maryland. Oh, no, no, no. We got two. Okay. But go ahead. And we got two tickets in the mail from Maryland. Did you open the mail? I did. Okay, explain. Okay, so I opened up the mail, and it said, obviously, it was a ticket. And I'm like, babe, how you not know to stop at this stop sign? And I'm, I'm chewing you out. And you were like, I haven't driven that car. What are you talking about? So I go down and I look at the time in which the the license plate was caught for not stopping. And it was like, I don't know, between three o'clock and three thirty. Okay. Let me let me stop you right there. Cause it wasn't for stopping. It was a speed trap. Oh, speed trap. And That's she right. got caught by the same Just speed trap. Going and coming. Going and coming. I mean, I mean, I understand the first one. But the second one? Well, no, I understand the second one. I don't understand the first one. How you understand the second one but not the first one? Because the second one, you trying to get home before we get home. You know what time we get home. I mean, that's a good way for you to look at it. Is it really worth getting another ticket that you ain't paying for, though? Look, that's neither here nor there. So, I look at the time after chewing James out for like 
five minutes. You a dick for that. You mm-hmm. never said sorry either. Uh, you want an apology? Yep. Sorry. Nope. So, I want a better one. Not today. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> as I look at the time, I just had to kind of like chuckle. So, okay, any person who has a woman in their life, significant other, whatever, and she do like this little laugh, like, <laughs> first of all, you already know something's wrong. So I didn't say anything to James. I just pick up the phone. Now, this is the summertime. By the time we got the ticket, she had already flew down to Florida to go and spend time with my parents. I pick up the phone, and he's like, what are you doing? I said, look at the time. It wasn't us. We were still on the train coming back from D.C. So. Actually, I think that particular incident, we were... We were driving at that time, but we left out of D.C. at 3 o'clock. And I think the time was something weird, like 3.19. Mm-hmm. And it took us at least 30, 30 to 45 mm-hmm. minutes to get home. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's impossible. I kept arguing with you. I was like, that's impossible. It can't be me. Mm-hmm. And it had a picture of the back of the car. So it she, definitely it, was and the And then car. he was like, look, James, they have your picture. It's you. I was like, <laughs> it, I, I'm not driving a car. You can't see it. And then that's when you figured out. That it was Alyssa. And remember when we got on the phone with your mom? What happened with your mom when you got on the phone? Man, I wanted to... Okay. So my mother in, in standard grandmother, whatever you want to call it, I'm telling her what's happened. We are both upset, me and James, and I'm explaining to her, and I'm like, Mom, put her on the phone. So I, she puts her on the phone, and I start to chew her out. What are you doing? You're not supposed to take the car. And so she was just sitting there listening. And so then I said, Ma, Alyssa's on punishment. She can't go nowhere. And in true grandma fashion, she was like, but I already bought the Disney tickets. That's some trash. I was like, (laughs) first of all, she's been going to Disney since she was four years old. So it's not like she had never gone. This is just like a regular ritual that they do. I mean, till this day. So when she said, I already bought the Disney tickets. She pissed me off because I'm like, wait a minute. I know when me and John got caught taking the car, it was like World War II. First of all, let's let's go back a little bit. Did you just say when you and John took the car? <laughs> See, this this is a hereditary thing. A- like that's what I'm talking about. Like I'm paying for your sins. Listen, me, listen. I didn't take the car. AJ did, but I didn't. Mm. So why am I paying for it? Your sins. Okay, first of all, that's not a sin. It doesn't say thou shall not take your parents' car. No, but it's a rule. Okay, then say it's a rule, not a sin. You know what? I'm done. Be done. So, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to get off the phone with my mom because she's pissing me off more than the ticket is at this point. And later on, like some years later, my mom just thought that that was hilarious. I still don't think it's hilarious. But whatever. We winded up paying for these tickets, and she winded up enjoying her summer. Oh, but when she got home. <laughs> you didn't do nothing. She was on punishment. She couldn't go nowhere. She couldn't do, do anything. It was school and home. That was it. I don't recall that. No, it was. You know what? But what I do recall. What's that? Y'all are habitual car takers. <laughs> what do you mean? Mm-mm. What nope. do you mean? I don't, I don't understand that. 
I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. <laughs> whatever. We are not habitual car takers, breakers, whatever. We, okay, so I can't speak for my brother, but I took my dad's car because they wouldn't allow me to drive my car. Oh, yeah. Somebody that... had to pay. Hey, bro. What? Uh-uh. Nope. Just... You're not, you, we not going to have children and then they going to have that mentality. No, they, they're not going to have that. That was, look, that was the old, that was April Cherry. It sounds like she's still in there. She comes out every once in a while, but that was April Cherry. You're speaking to April Laster. Right. Yeah. Yep. You're crazy. Anyway, so. I got one more, though. What's that? Um. What about the time that she was with this same boy? And she caught the taxi cab home. <laughs> what, what about that when she was supposed to be home? And we used to get home around the same time every day, about 345, 350. And we came home and she wasn't there yet. She had left to go to this boy's house. And we didn't know it at the time. But she, we was like, where's Alyssa? She comes in the door like five minutes after we came in the door so we asked where she was and then she ended up telling us that she was at this boy's house and she had taken a taxi cab to get over there you remember that how could i forget yeah how could you forget i need you to finish out the rest of what happened with that story okay i just need to let y'all know i i wasn't all there yet okay still ain't all there I'm a work in progress, okay? He's still a work in progress. Every day, all day. He ain't done with you yet. Not at all. So, she comes in the house. She tells us what happened. And immediately my... I don't even know what to, to explain it as. But I was livid. Because, of course, I'm thinking, because I was a teen mom. That, that That's how my mind used to work. I would automatically go back to, what if this happens to my daughter? So I would try to talk to her about it and, and to make sure that, that she didn't make some of the, the same decisions that I did. So she tells us what happened. She's coming from this boy's house and I lost it. I was like, oh, so you think you grown, huh? Okay, well, you know what? You can take your grown tail, go in your room, take off all my clothes. Anything that I bought, took it off. Take it off. And she was like, but and and this is she was still at the door at the front door she hadn't even come in yet and so then explain to the people what you did after that so i had her take off all her stuff mm. and i put her outside i was like you grown butt naked y'all she wasn't butt naked i let her keep it was something my mom no she was her. butt naked she was because you know you know what i envisioned when i came around the corner i was like oh god no <laughs> I was like, I have a security clearance. You get her in here right now. Okay. Hindsight is twenty twenty. obviously. Would I have, would I do that again? I think I would. And here's, here's my reasoning. Because I, my daughter thinks a lot like I do. And when I think about me as a kid, the way my, unfortunately, the way my parents were able to get through to me a lot of the times, it had to be extreme. So 
I needed her to understand how important it was that she, number one, tell us the truth. But number two, listen to the things that we say because we've been in situations that she hasn't been in before. And of course, most kids look at their parents like, oh, they don't know anything. But I, I, I just felt like I couldn't afford for her to, to, to follow in the footsteps of what I, what I did in the past. So I, I always did extreme things. Now, granted, because I did extreme things, it only happened like two, three times in her lifetime that I've had to do anything extreme. But anyway, so I told her to take off all her clothes and as she's taking her clothes off, I'm explaining to her, okay, so you think you're grown, you can go where you want, when you want to, so then that means you can do grown people things. You can go out and buy your own clothes, get your own place to live because you don't want to listen to anything I'm saying. And once he brought her back inside, I cooled down a little bit and then I went in to talk to her and I basically explained those same things. I was like, look, I, I don't want you to, to repeat my history. Hmm. And... I apologized for it. I, and I think anytime that she brings it up, she kind of snickers about it. She thinks that it's funny, but I, I continue to apologize because my lack of understanding how to handle certain things, it was extreme. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that she appreciates, she appreciated those things because there are certain, certain things that she says to me now. She's like, you know, Ma, I realized that you, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you but it's it. that good crazy, I think, because I personally think every child needs to have some type of uh, a level yep. of respect and fear of a their parents. A healthy fear. A healthy See, fear. So, I, and I'll be honest with you, I've told my dad this before. When I was growing up, one of the reasons that I feel like I'm a good dad is because there were certain things when I was a kid that I said I would never do to, to my kids. I was afraid to ask my dad to go outside. Now, my dad knows this today, but back then, like, there was no, like, just talking to him and telling him how I felt unless he asked. Um, and so, like, something as simple as going outside, I would stutter to get the words out or just not ask at all. Or I would practice how I would ask him first so he didn't get mad. Seriously? Yeah. And, and so... I, I just didn't want him mad and I didn't want to get a beating for something for something silly. And my dad wasn't abusive, but he was a very stern, stern hard military he, man. He, 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 yeah. And he did. He just did not want us to grow up and be a statistic. And he kept saying that over and over. There were a lot of great things I learned from my father, good and bad. I feel like the bad things were so that I don't make those same mistakes or, or same decisions with my children mm -hmm. you know i wanted them to have a healthy respect but i also wanted them to be able to come talk to me about things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I, I felt the same way and i do have to credit james for this because as parents i think that when we react instead of um what's that word i don't know what are you looking for Okay, well, I'll just explain it. So when we react to the things that our, our children do, instead of taking the time, thinking it through, and then giving them a response, mm. 
I think that we, we give our, we do our kids a disservice. So those times where prior to me getting married, those times where I felt I had disciplined her a little hard or whatever, I never went back to her and apologized or explained why I did what I did. After getting married, James helped me to realize that, that yes, you do have to be stern with your children, but you also, you, you, you're doing them a disservice if you don't explain to them what they've done wrong and how they could do things differently in the future. I agree. Because, you know, when we were growing up, our parents would be like, well, I don't owe you an explanation. Because I said so. Because I said so. But here's the problem with that. When those kids grow up, they carry that. Mm-hmm. They carry that with them. And some, some of them don't get over it. Because they're like, you know what? I don't understand why my parents did that to me. Right. And and that that, is, that traumatizes them. And, and I do believe that in... Again, I think every child has some type of trauma from growing up because like I've said many times, children don't come with a manual. Mm-hmm. So you initially, when you have children, you start to treat them the way you were mm-hmm. treated or, and or raised mm-hmm. until you learn better. Mm-hmm. Um, so James showed me, not that I didn't know it, but having him be able to talk to me after I discipline her and explain to me, look, you remember when you felt X, Y, Z, when your parents did certain things. So that helped me to go back to her after disciplining her. And it's not that I would revoke whatever punishment it was that she had, but I needed her to understand why we are doing what we've done. Well, I remember you used to curse at her too. I did. When we first got together. And I told you, I was like, I pulled you aside, not in front of her, but afterwards. And I was like, you need to stop that. Mm-hmm. I was like, because what you're going to do is you're going to turn around and get mad Which when y'all get in an argument and, mm-hmm. and then start cursing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I never, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I don't understand how you chastise your kids for cursing. And you curse. And you curse. That doesn't make a bit of sense to me. <laughs> and again, it, it. When it comes to, I've done a lot of dissecting of my own life, therapy and all types of stuff. But I realized that I carried, even in my early 30s, I carried a lot of the um, hurt, guilt, shame, like all those things wrapped into, was, was still in me as far as raising my child. And when I didn't know what to say, I would curse. Right. I mean, a person says curse words because they don't have the words to say what's on their mind. Right. You know, and let let me clarify something I just said. I said something about you get mad at your children because you curse and then they curse. It's not that you curse, not saying you can't curse, but when you curse at them, Mm. that's the important thing Mm because they think it's okay to curse at someone else. Because you do it to them. That's true. That's very true. You know. That's very true. Sorry. What were you going to say? No. That's pretty Mm -hmm. much it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've gotten through all of, all of like the preliminary, but let me, let's, let's take it a little bit back. When you were dating, Mm -hmm. I'm not a man, so I don't know how men think, but when you were dating and you found a woman that you were interested in, 
were was there a particular amount of children that you just felt like it was a deal breaker that she if she had children well i'll be honest with you i met you when i was what 25 yes i think my expectancy level was i knew that if i met someone they were probably going to have a kid Mm. and and i met some women that had already they had kid they had a kid I think two would have probably been my my cap, okay. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If you had like four or five, <laughs> probably not. And it, and that's just being real. Probably not. Um, that's no disrespect. I'm I'm sure you you you're a great mom and everything. Um, it's just a lot of little people and personalities to deal with. And let's say that that one is a teenager. Like you said, children don't come don't come equipped with a manual. So it's like, I gotta manage a teenager, I gotta manage a five year old, I gotta manage a toddler, I gotta manage an eleven year old. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not ready for that yet. So mm-hmm. where you've had time, you've had all this time to do that. Now I gotta get thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. That's but you know what? That's not me. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's not me. But there are men out there that are that are able to do that that's that's better than me in that area gotcha it's just not me (laughs) so one two tops two tops you know what i'm saying two tops and to be honest with you if your kids aren't respectful Mm. we probably not gonna make it (laughs) (laughs) just just saying we we probably not gonna make it and if we battling over your kids being respectful we we probably ain't gonna make it shoddy probably Okay. We we wouldn't make it. Okay, that's better. But I mean, when I told the thing I loved about you is like when I told you how I felt about the, you know, Mister comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Mister comment, but her calling me Mister or calling me that. You was like, all right, let's let's work it. Let's see how it goes. And that's what you need. Mm-hmm. You need somebody if you're gonna be a a stepdad. You need that person who is the biological to have your back. Absolutely. You need I that. Definitely agree Y'all can't that. be arguing over, over how to raise this child. Cause <laughs> if that's the case, y'all probably shouldn't have been together in the first, in the first place, because <laughs> you should already know how I value children. That's true. But I also find that women, the women that I knew that were in my position who were single moms, mm-hmm. um, that is actually like either not a topic of conversation with the person that they're with, or they make it very clear that you can't discipline my child and that's it. I'll take care. And that's selfish. It's extremely selfish. It is. But yeah, that that's, I, I found that that was really interesting when I would speak to friends of mine who had kids. Cause then I would look at them like, so so why do you even want to be with anybody? If you are not going to allow that person to help you, mm-hmm. why are you even looking for somebody? You might as well stay single. Well, and the child can smell blood in the water. Okay. Mm. Like Alyssa can smell blood <laughs> from about 10 miles away. All right. And so stuff like that, children already look for ways to uh, put their parents. Yeah. Manipulate the situation and put their parents biological or not against each other Mm -hmm. and so they already got an unfair advantage when you're a step parent (laughs) because like oh he ain't my real daddy 
Mm. Oh, we about this about to be fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it's like baby's kids. Anyway. Wow. But you know it's really interesting with us. You it wasn't like that with you. Mm-hmm. Like she would come to you and be like, "Dad, can I do?" Like she'd rather ask you than me. Well, she's God if she hears this. Um, <laughs> she she secretly has me wrapped around her finger. Ain't I mean, no secret about that. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. I mean, nine times out of ten, when she asks me for something, she's gonna get it. Now, as she's gotten older, I'm challenging her more mm-hmm. because I want her to make that transition into an adult. For me, a lot of things are hard for me to understand with her being the age that she is. I understand that she's a girl, but for me, I left and went in the military at 18. And we, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just a certain level of independence. I, once I hit 18, I was independent. It was a wrap. I wouldn't ask my parents for money. I didn't ask them for a car. I didn't ask them for nothing. It was like, I'm going to go get all of this by myself. But I realized everybody's not built that way. See, but you know what? I don't think that every, it's, it's, it's not that everyone is not built that way. So me, the way my parents were, if I ever needed anything, anything or wanted anything, I wasn't going anywhere but to my parents. I was not, um, they didn't want me to have to ask anyone else so that I would owe anybody else. But I'll take it a step further. I believe that girls are raised differently. Mm-hmm. And then especially like the way I was raised, I was my parents paid for me to go to school until I left school. But when I initially went to school, my parents paid for it. So to me, that's normal. Mm-hmm. To you is like insane. That's like... Why? Why am I paying for this kid to go to college with all this grant money and you know whatever? But again, it it it's about how you're how you're brought up. I I agree because before my dad was like, you need to go into the military. He was like, yeah, um, you can get a scholarship to go to college, but we still gonna have to pay for some, and we can't afford that. So, and my parents you know, never can't afford was not in in. Whether it was a conversation my parents had, mm-hmm. that was nothing. That was never translated to us because if it was if it was something that we wanted to do, my mom and dad was gonna find a way. I mean, my parents did that too. I mean, except like going to Carowinds, you know what I'm saying? I could name a whole bunch of stuff we didn't do that. I still <laughs> like go to Disney World. Like every summer, we would get promised that we were going to Disney People, World. I think we need to have a whole and, and podcast about him not being able to go to Disney as a kid because this has been very traumatic for him, especially <laughs> living in Florida. This is just, woo. First of all, I don't know why anyone would want to go to stand in line for six hours to ride a ride and stand in this hot weather in the blistering sun in front of kids. That don't care if they step on your toe, cough on you. They don't care. You ever had a kid just turn around and stare at you? Okay. Just stare at you for no reason? Okay. Like I said, we need a whole separate podcast because this whole, your, woo. Okay. We got to unpack a whole lot just with that Disney stuff. So we're going to start right here about Disney. Mm. <laughs> and I got another question. Don't, don't mention the D word. See, that's the D word in my house. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so as a dad mm. with a, a girl, 
who is about to finish college, mm-hmm. what are some of your concerns or, um, I hate to use the word fear. So what is, what is, what are some of your concerns about her, um, going out into the real world? Cause for me, I don't, I don't feel that she's in the real world right now. Mm. Um, well, you know what? Let me take that back. Mm. She's gradually migrating away from Fantasy Island. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, She does pay her own rent. Mm -hmm. She has, she bought her own car. Mm -hmm. She pays her own car insurance and car note. So I think that that's great. Mm. That is a step in the right direction as far as maturity and learning how to manage your money and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But what are some of your concerns as a, a girl dad? Uh, that she meets the right person who compliments her, that she doesn't get into a situation that she can't handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all been there. Um, Cora's waking up. Mm-hmm. Cora's our um <laughs> one and a half year old Doberman. She she's waking up and about to start walking over here because she wants attention. Uh. You're going to hear her little footsteps here in a second. And her shake. Anyway. Um, my concern is that she, you know, doesn't meet someone that's going to deter her off the path that she's currently on. She wants to get her master's. Cool. That's what's up. Go get it. You know, I'm not paying for it, but go get it. <laughs> okay. I already did the bachelor's thing. I'm not doing, I'm not doing the master's thing. You know, um, you want to go get a PhD. Um, a DHD, a CPN, I, whatever you want to do. Huh. I don't, I don't care. Go get it. I'm just not paying for it. Okay. Boy, um, but that's my biggest concern. I want her, to, I want her to be successful in everything that she does and understand that, um, you become perfect at something when you fail. Mm. That's good. That's real good. That's, that's so, very good. So, it's- so it's really okay to fail. It's, it's, I failed many a times trying to learn how to do something. Okay, wait. Let me let me qualify that. It's okay to fail in life, not fail classes. Okay, that that's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate. Um, but yeah, that's that's my biggest concern. Um, you know, life is gonna hit her in the face. It's it's gonna do that. It still does that to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you just take it with a grain of salt, man. You keep moving. Okay. I got a question for you. Hmm. Did you uh did you have any concerns about marrying a man that didn't have any kids and then essentially becoming an overnight dad? Um yes and no. Mm-hmm. So prior to my last relationship, I did not. After that relationship, I did. Um there were a lot of things that happened in that relationship that I had never experienced before and I had never known anyone to experience those things. Was he was he like mean to her or something? He wasn't necessarily mean to her. Actually, he wasn't mean to her. It was she was treated differently. Then so he had f- four children. What's a what's a <laughs> limit for you? <laughs> That's a long story, but um he had four children and he treated her well, but his kids, I later found out, were not all that nice to her. 
and his mom was not nice to her at times. Um, so again, there were things that, that were, that was happening in his family while I was in that relationship that I had never experienced before. Um, and it taught me some real hard life lessons. And so after getting out of that relationship, I wanted to make sure that she never felt that way again. Mm. And I never put her in a position like that again. Okay. That makes sense. Well, last question. As far as like, that was, that was one relationship. Mm-hmm. What about, I think you had like one other relationship outside of that. Mm-hmm. How was the interaction with that relationship with Alyssa? Oh shoot. That was great. Cause the mm-hmm. guy I was dating had a brother that was like, a year or two older than Alyssa. Oh, okay. So they was like, <laughs> right. So friends. I would go, I would go and hang out with him, and I would bring her, mm-hmm. and she would just go and play because, yeah. you know, his his parents had it just had a baby around the same age, so their house was all uh, childlike, you know, childproof. Childproof. There you go. But and what about his interaction with her though? Was his it- interaction with her was great because he he was her oldest, his mom's oldest. So he pretty much helped to raise the rest of his four siblings. Mm -hmm. So he was really good with kids. Um, Yeah, I mean, that that was really good. That was really good. Mm -hmm. So I I could see why you wouldn't have a fear. Right. Because the the interactions were completely different. They weren't they weren't they weren't bad interactions with the person who would potentially be her her uh dad figure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. well that's good i thought i was the best but maybe not <laughs> i'm not saying that you weren't no the best. no you said it no i did <laughs> it's okay i'll get over it though cool yeah you will you can fix it later for me what yeah you heard me no i didn't can you are, are you done you holding up these good people time and that good people is a rap. April, that was the corniest thing I've heard you say yet. <laughs> that that's just corny. Hit hit the stop the tape. Bye.